If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. I want to take a moment to talk about sleep. We all need it, of course. And in fact, we know more about how detrimental it can be to not get enough sleep. But still, there's a lot we don't know about sleep. What is happening in the brain when we don't get sleep? Why is it so important that we get sleep? I mean, how did sleep evolve? What's the advantage to to sleeping? It seemed to be the opposite, you would think. Uh, And yet, we all do. All animals do. Some more than others, though. Some for 18 hours a day. Others for just a few. So it is weird. So there's a, a study being launched at Western University with the goal of being the world's largest sleep study to get a better understanding of how much sleep is enough and what the uh, effect on the brain is from sleep. Turning us to talk more about all of this, uh, Dr. Connor Wilde joins us, a neuroscientist at the Brain and Mind Institute at Western University. Uh, Connor, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Hi, Rob. Thanks so much for having me on today. Well, I appreciate this. Uh, This is some interesting research, and it it does seem on the surface surprising that we would need to do this. Maybe people assume that this is stuff we already know. Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of obvious things that we know about sleep, right? And we know that We all have to do it, and we all need to sleep at some point during the day. And if you don't, you can be pretty impaired. Um, In fact, uh, there's a study that says if uh, you don't sleep for 18 hours, you're impaired probably approximately like you'd been uh, drinking a little bit too much the night before. But what we don't know actually about sleep are some of the more subtle things, like uh, how exactly is it affecting our brain? Is it affecting our ability to make decisions? Is it affecting our ability to remember lots of little details? Is it affecting how we're able to communicate and understand language? Uh, Those are some more subtle questions that actually, yeah, we just don't have answers to yet. Yeah, and I mean, I've been reading about this recently, too, because there was some research uh, that that suggested, I forget when this was, earlier this year, maybe, that we've kind of figured out why we sleep. It's a way of of the brain clearing out synapses because we kind of get overloaded through the day. And we kind of, it's a way of clearing the weeds overnight. And it's interesting because there've been all kinds of different theories and, and it's always kind of been a mystery that what is the benefit of sleep? Why did it evolve as to something we need to do? Um, so I, I find it interesting that there's so much we don't know about it. Well, I think exactly. It's a, uh must be very complicated. Like you pointed out, all animals do it, and uh, it must serve a variety of different functions. And um, I think really only recently, you know, in the past few decades, have we begun to develop the technologies that we need and the methods to really understand what's happening in the brain when we sleep. All right, so what do you hope that this study is going to accomplish? Right, well, so for this study, we want to collect a huge and representative sample of the population. I'm talking like 100,000 people. We want to take part in our study online. And uh, 
We want people from all different ages and all different backgrounds, different occupations, and most importantly, with different sleep patterns. Because we want people to log into our website, enroll in the study, tell us a little bit about themselves and how they sleep, and then take some online cognitive tests. And what we'll be able to see is how people of different ages perform uh, differently on the tests uh, when they sleep more or less. And hopefully we can uh, start to point out some things like, is it our memory that's impaired when we're not getting enough sleep? Uh, and maybe that's more important for younger people than it is for older individuals. Okay, so you're not taking 100,000 people and putting them in some, some laboratory somewhere, right? No, no, exactly. This is all done online uh, over the Internet. And it's really uh, the Internet is providing us with this unprecedented opportunity to involve the public in our scientific research on a scale that is really just impossible to do in the lab. Right, and it's world's largest sleepstudy.com, right? That's exactly right, yes. Okay, and once we get this information then, I mean, what's, what can we do with it? What, what are the potential implications of better understanding this? Well, uh, you know, there's no guarantees with science exactly, exactly what we'll find, but uh, ultimately I think that um, there are some important findings that we could use to help guide decisions about uh, uh, critical occupations. Uh, for example, um, uh, doctors or uh, police officers or people who are in high-stress situations might not be making the best decisions if they haven't had enough sleep. And so maybe information from this study where we're learning about how much sleep is enough and how does it affect our brains could be used to guide uh, regulations or protocols, um, yeah, to make help guide decisions like that. Now, we often hear about th- th- there are certain individuals or a certain segment of the population that maybe it's genetic or maybe it's something else don't need as much sleep as other people. Now, is there something to that? Is there a bit of a, an urban mythology around that? Uh, no, you're right. That actually tends to pop up quite a lot uh, in sleep-related research. Um, I alluded earlier to sleep deprivation studies of 18 hours, uh, and you'll find that some people are pretty resilient to, uh, to sleep deprivation, whereas other people just uh, absolutely tank in their performance to, to do anything. And it's definitely an outstanding question. We don't know why that is. It's been suggested that maybe it's a practice effect, you know, like uh, if you've been doing shift work for, for years or you're a new parent uh, and have gone through months of sleep deprivation, maybe you just get used to it. Um, But then, like you said, there are suggestions that maybe there's um, genetic influences here as well or the interaction of all these things. What we're hoping, right, by uh, sampling a large population is that maybe we can start to tease out some of these more subtle details and figure out why is it that some people are more affected by a lack of sleep than others. Because it does seem to me that there's a a real potential avenue, um, maybe even to make a lot of money if anyone's inclined to do so, that I think that's what everybody wants. Uh, Everybody wants to be one of those people who can sleep for four hours uh, and wake up (laughs) refreshed or not sleep at all. I mean, are we getting to the point one day where if we understand what lack of sleep does to the brain and we can create something to offset that, I mean, we don't need to sleep. Uh, that would be amazing, but you never know with uh, the human body what can happen if we interrupt uh, a natural process that might have some unintended uh, consequences. So, you know, there'd be a, a lot of work to do to make sure that we could do something like that safely. But um, every, everything we do here is uh, working towards improving, improving our quality of life.
Yeah, I think right now, though, that's what it's about, right? I mean, it's kind of become one of those things that you put on the list. They exercise, yeah. don't smoke, get enough sleep. It's really, really important. That's right. But most of us and, probably don't, right? Yeah, exactly. I think uh, I read an article uh, recently that um, young adults between the age of 25 and 45 have been suggested they're getting 30% less sleep than they should be. Uh, and uh, in the U.S., the CDC actually suggests that insufficient sleep is a public health concern. And this could be a result of um, just, you know, modern day lifestyle. A lot of us are working more, working shift work, maybe being interrupted by uh, our phones in the middle of the night. Yeah. Just the, the demands of modern day living, perhaps, are causing more and more of us to sleep less and less. Yeah. Well, yeah, some interesting questions here. So, again, uh, people want to be a part of this. It's uh, www.worldslargestsleepstudy.com. It'll be interesting to see what comes of this, and perhaps we'll, we'll follow up then. Uh, Connor Wild, thank you for joining us here today. Appreciate it. That's great. Thank you so much for having me on, Rob. All right. Take care. Uh, this is Dr. Connor Wild. He's a neuroscientist at the Brain and Mind Institute at Western University. So they're looking to get 100,000 people involved in this. That's pretty big. So if you want to be a part of it, worldslargestsleepstudy.com. Uh, and you can sign up online there. So you don't have to go live in a lab or anything like that. Have stuff hooked up to your, your head or nothing along those lines. Uh, but they do hope to learn a lot from this study. And there's you know a lot of potential benefit to having that information, that understanding. As they say, we have the opportunity in this study to learn far more about the brain's response to sleep than we ever had before. And what we learn ultimately has the potential to change how millions of people go about their daily lives. So they're not necessarily looking to create a a pill to replace sleeping, right? I'm trying to suggest that they are, but someday somebody will, you would think. There would be a lot of value in that. Certainly, I think people would appreciate maybe that opportunity to be more productive, have more hours in a day. We know we need sleep. But what if we didn't? Or what if we could get away with one or two hours and offset those negative impacts through some kind of a pharmaceutical product? Would you go for that? Wouldn't that be weird? I mean, what would you do if you didn't have to sleep? Watch TV, get another job? What would you do? I want to uh, take a moment to talk about sleep. We all need it, of course. And in fact, we know more about how detrimental it can be to not get enough sleep. But still, there's a lot we don't know about sleep. Right? What is happening in the brain when we don't get sleep? Why is it so important that we get sleep? Right? I mean, how did sleep evolve? What's the advantage to, to sleeping? It seemed to be the opposite, you would think. Uh, and yet, we all do. All animals do. Some more than others. Though. Some for 18 hours a day. Others for just a few. So it is weird. So there's a, a study being launched at Western University with the goal of being the world's largest sleep study, to get a better understanding of how much sleep is enough and what the uh, effect on the brain is from sleep. Uh, turning us to talk more about all of this, uh, Dr. Connor Wild joins us, a neuroscientist at the Brain and Mind Institute at Western University. Uh, Connor, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Hi, Rob. Thanks so much for having me on today. Well, I appreciate this. Uh, yeah, this is some interesting research, and it, it does seem on the surface surprising that we would need to do this. Maybe people assume that this is stuff we already know. Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of obvious things that we know about sleep, right? And we know that we all have to do it, and we all need to sleep at some point during the day. And if you don't, you can be pretty impaired. Um, in fact, uh, there's a study that says if uh, you don't sleep for 18 hours, you're impaired 
probably approximately like you'd been uh, drinking a little bit too much the night before. Yeah. But what we don't know actually about sleep are some of the more subtle things, like a, how exactly is it affecting our brain? Is it affecting our ability to make decisions? Is it affecting our ability to remember lots of little details? Is it affecting how we're able to communicate and understand language? Uh, those are some more subtle questions that actually, yeah, we just don't have answers to yet. Yeah, and I mean, I've been reading about this recently, too, because there was some research uh, that, that suggested, I forget when this was, earlier this year, maybe, that we've kind of figured out why we sleep. It's a way of, of the brain clearing out synapses because we kind of get overloaded through the day, and we kind of it's a way of clearing the weeds overnight. And it's interesting because there have been all kinds of different theories, and, and it's always kind of been a mystery that what is the benefit of sleep? Why did it evolve as to something we need to do? Um, so I, I find it interesting that there's so much we don't know about it. Well, I think exactly. It uh, must be very complicated. Like you pointed out, all animals do it, and uh, it must serve a variety of different functions. And um, I think really only recently... You know, in the past few decades, have we begun to develop the technologies that we need and the methods that, to really understand what's happening in the brain when we sleep. All right. So what do you hope that this study is going to accomplish? Right. Well, so for this study, we want to collect a huge and representative sample of the population. I'm talking like 100,000 people. We want to take part in our study online. And... Uh, we want people from all different ages and all different backgrounds, different occupations, and most importantly, with different sleep patterns. Because so we want people to log into our website, enroll in the study, tell us a little bit about themselves and how they sleep, and then take some online cognitive tests. And what we'll be able to see is how people of different ages perform uh, differently on the tests uh, when they sleep more or less. And hopefully we can uh, start to point out some things like, is it our memory that's impaired when we're not getting enough sleep? Uh, and maybe that's more important for younger people than it is for older individuals. Okay, so you're not taking 100,000 people and putting them in some, some laboratory somewhere, right? No, no, exactly. This is all done online uh, over the Internet. And it's really uh, the Internet is providing us with this unprecedented opportunity to involve the public in our scientific research on a scale that is really just impossible to do in the lab. Right, and it's world's largest sleepstudy.com, right? That's exactly right, yes. Okay, and once we get this information then, I mean, what's, what can we do with it? What, what are the potential implications of better understanding this? Well, uh, you know, there's no guarantees with science exactly, exactly what we'll find, but uh, ultimately I think that um, there are some important findings that we could use to help guide decisions about... Uh, uh, critical occupations. Uh, for example, um, uh, doctors or uh, police officers or people who are in high-stress situations might not be making the best decisions if they haven't had enough sleep. And so maybe information from this study where we're learning about how much sleep is enough and how does it affect our brains could be used to guide uh, regulations or protocols um, Yeah, to make help guide decisions like that. Now, we often hear about the, the, there are certain individuals or a certain segment of the population that maybe it's genetic or maybe it's something else don't need as much sleep as other people. Now, is there something to that? Is there a bit of a, an urban mythology around that? 
uh, no, you're right. That actually tends to pop up quite a lot uh, in sleep-related research. Um, I alluded earlier to sleep deprivation studies of 18 hours, uh, and you'll find that some people are pretty resilient to, uh, to sleep deprivation, whereas other people just uh, absolutely tank in their performance to, to do anything. And it's definitely an outstanding question. We don't know why that is. It's been suggested that maybe it's a practice effect, you know, like uh, if you've been doing shift work for, for years or you're a new parent uh, and have gone through months of sleep deprivation, maybe you just get used to it. Um, but then, like you said, there are suggestions that maybe there's um, genetic influences here as well or the interaction of all these things. What we're hoping, right, by uh, sampling a large population is that maybe we can start to tease out some of these more subtle details and figure out why is it that some people are more affected by a lack of sleep than others. Because it does seem to me that there's a, a real potential avenue, um, maybe even to make a lot of money if anyone's inclined to do so, that I think that's what everybody wants. Uh, everybody wants to be one of those people who can sleep for four hours uh, and wake up refreshed <laughs> or not sleep at all. I mean, are we getting to the point one day where if we understand what lack of sleep does to the brain and we can create something to offset that, I mean, we don't need to sleep. Uh, that would be amazing, but you never know with uh, the human body what can happen if we interrupt uh, a natural process that might have some unintended uh, consequences. So, you know, there'd be a, a lot of work to do to make sure that we could do something like that safely. But um, every, everything we do here is uh, working towards improving, improving our quality of life. Yeah, I think right now, though, that's what it's about, right? I mean, it's kind of become one of those things that you put on the list. They exercise, yeah. don't smoke get enough sleep it's really really important that's right but most of us and, probably don't right yeah exactly i think uh i read an article uh recently that um young adults between the age of 25 and 45 and suggested they're getting 30 percent less sleep than they should be uh, and uh in the u.s the cdc actually suggests that insufficient sleep is a public health concern and this could be a result of um, just, you know, modern-day lifestyle. A lot of us are working more, working shift work, maybe being interrupted by uh, our phones in the middle of the night. Yeah. Just the, the demands of modern-day living, perhaps, are causing more and more of us to sleep less and less. Yeah. Well, yeah, some interesting questions here. So, again, uh, people want to be a part of this. It's uh, www.worldslargestsleepstudy.com. It'll be interesting to see what comes of this, and perhaps we'll, we'll follow up then. Uh, Connor Wild, thank you for joining us here today. Appreciate it. That's great. Thank you so much for having me on, Rob. All right, take care. Uh, this is Dr. Connor Wild. He's a neuroscientist at the Brain and Mind Institute at Western University. So they're looking to get 100,000 people involved in this. That's pretty big. So if you want to be a part of it, worldslargestsleepstudy.com. Uh, and you can sign up online there. So you don't have to go live in a lab or anything like that. Have stuff hooked up to your, your head or... Nothing along those lines. Uh, but they do hope to learn a lot from this study. And there's, you know, a lot of potential benefit to having that information, that understanding. As they say, we have the opportunity in this study to learn far more about the brain's response to sleep than we ever had before. And what we learn ultimately has the potential to change how millions of people go about their daily lives. So they're not necessarily looking to create a, a pill to replace sleeping, right? I'm not trying to suggest that they are, but... Someday somebody will, you would think. There would be a lot of value in that. Certainly, I think people would appreciate maybe that opportunity to be more productive, have more hours in a day. We know we need sleep, but what if we didn't? Or what if we could get away with one or two hours? 
and offset those negative impacts through some kind of a pharmaceutical product. Would you go for that? Wouldn't that be weird? I mean, what would you do? You didn't have to sleep. Watch TV, get another job. What would you do? Anyway, 403-974-TALK is the number. We're back with more right after this. Uh, Take a moment to talk about sleep. We all need it, of course. And in fact, we know more about how detrimental it can be to not get enough sleep. But still, there's a lot we don't know about sleep. What is happening in the brain when we don't get sleep? Why is it so important that we get sleep? I mean, how did sleep evolve? What's the advantage to to sleeping? Seemed to be the opposite, you would think. Uh, And yet, we all do. All animals do. Some more than others, though. Some for 18 hours a day, others for just a few. So it is weird. So there's a, a study being launched at Western University with the goal of being the world's largest sleep study to get a better understanding of how much sleep is enough and what the uh, effect on the brain is from sleep. Uh, Turning us to talk more about all of this, uh, Dr. Connor Wilde joins us, a neuroscientist at the Brain and Mind Institute at Western University. Uh, Connor, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Hi, Rob. Thanks so much for having me on today. Well, I appreciate this. Uh, This is some interesting research, and it it does seem on the surface surprising that we would need to do this. Maybe people assume that this is stuff we already know. Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of obvious things that we know about sleep, right? And we know that we all have to do it, and we all need to sleep at some point during the day. And if you don't, you can be pretty impaired. Um, In fact, uh, there's a study that says if uh, you don't sleep for 18 hours, you're impaired probably approximately like you'd been uh, drinking a little bit too much the night before. Yeah. But what we don't know actually about sleep are some of the more subtle things, like uh, how exactly is it affecting our brain? Is it affecting our ability to make decisions? Is it affecting our ability to remember lots of little details? Is it affecting how we're able to communicate and understand language? Uh, Those are some more subtle questions that actually, yeah, we just don't have answers to yet. Yeah, and I mean, I've been reading about this recently, too, because there was some research uh, that, that suggested, I don't forget when this was, earlier this year, maybe, that we've kind of figured out why we sleep. It's a way of, of the brain clearing out synapses because we kind of get overloaded through the day. And we kind of, it's a way of clearing the weeds overnight. And it's interesting because there have been all kinds of different theories, and, and it's always kind of been a mystery that what is the benefit of sleep? Why did it evolve as to something we need to do? Um, so I, I find it interesting that there's so much we don't know about it. Well, I think exactly. It uh, must be very complicated. Like you pointed out, all animals do it, and uh, it must serve a variety of different functions. And um, I think really only recently... You know, in the past few decades, have we begun to develop the technologies that we need and the methods that to really understand what's happening in the brain when we sleep? All right. So what do you hope that this study is going to accomplish? Right. Well, so for this study, we want to collect a huge and representative sample of the population. I'm talking like 100,000 people. We want to take part in our study online. And... Uh, We want people from all different ages and all different backgrounds, different occupations, and most importantly, with different sleep patterns. We want people to log into our website, enroll in the study, tell us a little bit about themselves and how they sleep, and then take some online cognitive tests. And what we'll be able to see is how people of different ages perform uh, differently on the tests 
uh, when they sleep more or less. And hopefully we can uh, start to point out some things like, is it our memory that's impaired when we're not getting enough sleep? Uh, and maybe that's more important for younger people than it is for older individuals. Okay, so you're not taking 100,000 people and putting them in some, some laboratory somewhere, right? No, no, exactly. This is all done online uh, over the Internet. And it's really uh, the Internet is providing us with this unprecedented opportunity to involve the public in our scientific research on a scale that is really just impossible to do in the lab. Right, and it's world's largest sleepstudy.com, right? That's exactly right, yes. Okay, and once we get this information, then, I mean, what's, what can we do with it? What, what are the potential implications of better understanding this? Well, uh, you know, there's no guarantees with science exactly, exactly what we'll find. But uh, ultimately, I think that um, there are some important findings that we could use to help guide decisions about uh, uh, critical occupations. Uh, for example, um, uh, doctors or uh, police officers or people who are in high-stress situations might not be making the best decisions if they haven't had enough sleep. And so maybe information from this study where we're learning about how much sleep is enough and how does it affect our brains could be used to guide uh, regulations or protocols, um, yeah, to make help guide decisions like that. Now, we often hear about th- th- there are certain individuals or a certain segment of the population that maybe it's genetic or maybe it's something else don't need as much sleep as other people. Now, is there something to that? Is there a bit of a, an urban mythology around that? Uh, no, you're right. That actually tends to pop up quite a lot uh, in sleep-related research. Um, I alluded earlier to sleep deprivation studies of 18 hours, uh, and you'll find that some people are pretty resilient to, uh, to sleep deprivation, whereas other people just uh, absolutely tank in their performance to, to do anything. And it's definitely an outstanding question. We don't know why that is. It's been suggested that maybe it's a practice effect, you know, like uh, if you're been doing shift work for for years or you're a new parent uh, and have gone through months of sleep deprivation, maybe you just get used to it. Um, But then, like you said, there are suggestions that maybe there's um, genetic influences here as well or the interaction of all these things. What we're hoping, right, by uh, sampling a large population is that maybe we can start to tease out some of these more subtle details and figure out why is it that some people are more affected by a lack of sleep than others. Because it does seem to me that there's a, a real potential avenue, um, maybe even to make a lot of money if anyone's inclined to do so, that I think that's what everybody wants. Uh, everybody wants to be one of those people who can sleep for four hours uh, and wake up refreshed <laughs> or not sleep at all. I mean, are we getting to the point one day where if we understand what lack of sleep does to the brain and we can create something to offset that, I mean, we don't need to sleep. Uh, that would be amazing, but you never know with uh, the human body what can happen if we interrupt uh, a natural process that might have some unintended uh, consequences. So, you know, there'd be a, a lot of work to do to make sure that we could do something like that safely. But um, every, everything we do here is uh, working towards improving, improving our quality of life. Yeah, I think right now, though, that's what it's about, right? I mean, it's kind of become one of those things that you put on the list. They exercise, yeah. don't smoke get enough sleep. It's really, really important. That's right. But most of us and, probably don't, right? Yeah, exactly. I think uh, I read an article uh, recently that um, young adults between the age of 25 and 45 have been suggested they're getting 30% less sleep than they should be. Uh, and uh, in the U.S., the CDC actually suggests that insufficient sleep 
is a public health concern. And this could be a result of um, just, you know, modern day lifestyle. A lot of us are working more, working shift work, maybe being interrupted by uh, our phones in the middle of the night. Yeah. Just the, the demands of modern day living perhaps are causing more and more of us to sleep less and less. Yeah. Well, yeah, some interesting questions here. So, again, uh, people want to be a part of this. It's uh, www.worldslargestsleepstudy.com. It'll be interesting to see what comes of this, and perhaps we'll, we'll follow up then. Uh, Connor Wild, thank you for joining us here today. Appreciate it. That's great. Thank you so much for having me on, Rob. All right, take care. Uh, this is Dr. Connor Wild. He's a neuroscientist at the Brain and Mind Institute at Western University. So they're looking to get 100,000 people involved in this. That's pretty big. So if you want to be a part of it, worldslargestsleepstudy.com. Uh, and you can sign up online there. So you don't have to go live in a lab or anything like that. Have stuff hooked up to your, your head or nothing along those lines. Uh, but they do hope to learn a lot from this study. And there's you know a lot of potential benefit to having that information, that understanding. As they say, we have the opportunity in this study to learn far more about the brain's response to sleep than we ever had before. And what we learn ultimately has the potential to change how millions of people go about their daily lives. So they're not necessarily looking to create a a pill to replace sleeping, right? I'm trying to suggest that they are, but someday somebody will, you would think. There would be a lot of value in that. Certainly, I think people would appreciate maybe that opportunity to be more productive, have more hours in a day. We know we need sleep. But what if we didn't? Or what if we could get away with one or two hours and offset those negative impacts through some kind of a pharmaceutical product? Would you go for that? Wouldn't that be weird? I mean, what would you do? You didn't have to sleep. Watch TV, get another job. What would you do? Anyway, 403-974-TALK is the number. We're back with more right after this. Uh, Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.